Hey everybody, welcome to Simply Soccer. My name is Michelle Hutink, if you don't already know by now. And joining me, I've got Chris Conway and Jamie Bacon, as promised. Woohoo! An all galaxy episode. Let's do it. Yeah. So we just had a rivalry week with uh, San Jose. We dropped the ball literally on that one. It was it was actually atrocious. We didn't play right, so no surprise when we had LAFC the following week that really everybody's faith was shook and really thought that we weren't going to be able to pull it off but an entire different team stepped onto that field and not only that but i also feel that like zlatan stepped it up but again zlatan's going to do zlatan things and he really is only as good as the people around him and even though i felt like you know fabio dropped the ball a few times um uh but i definitely think it was a completely different team they there was the urgency there was the passion there was the pride um take it away guys um i I think soccer is a game of moments isn't it that's what we kind of focus on and what the galaxy did in this game were they were bigger in the moments that mattered and that's what's going to happen when your game plan is play defensively and bet that Zlatan's going to have those moments and that's exactly what he did and you know you give you concede a fair amount of shots at home. It, it wasn't exactly the I, I'd call it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't an, a pretty performance by any stretch of the imagination for the Galaxy. But I think that was the plan. I think it was make it ugly and then in those singular moments rely on the fact that Zlatan Ibra- bet on the fact that Ibrahimovic is going to convert more of those singular moments than any LAFC players could. And as we saw, he did. And I mean, you're betting on Zlatan to do the ridiculous. He's going to do it every time, and he revels in this matchup. I think and. In a way that I, it, it, it's awesome to see, um, especially um, after the first goal, celebrating in front of uh, Bob Bradley and the entire LA coaching staff. I mean, it, it's it's he, the Galaxy were bigger bigger in the moments, and that's kind of it's not pretty, it's not fun to watch, but hey, it's three points. So I, I that was kind of my big takeaway. My big takeaway after the match um, was just. The, the the moments where the Galaxy were more level-headed than LAFC were. Uh, it definitely was an energetic game. Uh, I, I know what you mean by it's not pretty. I mean, there were ref calls that were questionable, especially on that first PK. And then when you got to ask yourself, like, why we would get yellow cards, like when uh, Jonathan Dos Santos got all ball on a tackle and – and, you know, the other calls weren't weren't being called um, in our favor. And so, you know, okay, MLS is going to MLS and the refs are going to do their thing. And what I was thinking was, it was really, um, like, exciting to be in that stadium and to, to feel all that energy and to hear all the fans going completely uh, nuts in, in the stadium, you know, uh, it felt good. I know that, you know, it's hard to call it a rivalry because, you know, they're only in their their second season. But I'm just thinking, hey, this is this is what we've all been building up. You know, we call it El Trafico and we'd all been waiting for it. Um, and it was nice to, to have an energy and that whole stadium just came alive. I mean, nothing beats that March 31st, first La Ton debut. But, you know, Zlatan Hattrick and uh, everything else that's going on with um, just just with the Galaxy's season just not being strong. And then when you see them all come together and you have 
the entire stadium just not only sold out, but just roaring with cheers and chants. I mean, I wish that the diggity was bumping like that every time. I wish too. Jamie, are you there? Okay, there she is. <laughs> yeah, I was just listening to you guys like call it not pretty and everything, and I rewatched it. <laughs> it was very pretty, and possibly the most complete game from start to finish that our team has played the entire season. And it, you can dig on Fabio. He may have been the second or third best player on the pitch. I'd say he was the best player for the Galaxy in terms of what Shaloto tasked him to do. Because Shaloto tasked him to do this weird thing that he's that's maybe not what Fabio's the best at, which is Fabio's not really a defensive midfielder. And so all he kind of, if you look at the game, he deploys into this defensive midfield spot and just follows Atuesta on LAFC around and just hounds him the entire match. It's difficult to mark Atuesta out of a game. And that's exactly what Fabio Alvarez did. And that kind of destroyed LAFC because LAFC couldn't, get the possession that they needed through the midfield. And so I, I mean, full credit to Fabio Alvarez for taking a, a difficult role and absolutely just putting his mark on the match. And it's a shame he didn't get that goal too, but Tyler Miller was, was brilliant in goal for LAFC at times, but he really was. I mean, there was a ping pong matchup initially in the first half, you know? Um, oh yeah. That game could have easily been like seven, nothing. Tyler Miller kept LAFC in this 100% because their field players were nowhere to be found. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's necessarily that LAFC's field players were nowhere to be found. I think it was just the Galaxy outworked them, and I think that's a a, a big thing. I think they outworked them psychologically too. I mean, you could really see that we're in their heads. I mean, from from the very first matchup. Um, but Tyler, like you said, even though like you you know, there's that clip of like Tyler Middler walking out, and like you see Zlatan's like right there next to him as they're coming out of the tunnel, and you can just kind of see, you know. I guess like just you know not not looking thrilled <laughs> um, for like lack of better uh, descriptive, but like um, I, I definitely think like you said, I, I completely agree, and I know I'm a little bit tough on, on the galaxy, and I'm a little bit critical of what I say just because because of the standards that we hold them up to. I want to see them bring it and step it up every every time. I mean, losing to San Jose that that sucked. Um, you know, that, that is also a rivalry that I want them to, to care about. You know, um, the first time that, that we matched up with them, I felt like uh, we weren't outplayed. But then that second time, it's like hard to say. And then against LAFC, it's like, wow, all right, this, see, this is what I knew the team could do. I think, I mean, what bothers me a lot is that the only rivalry to me that really, really matters is San Jose. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't say it enough. Like, fuck San Jose. Just <laughs> Who cares? I hate them. I hate everything about them. And to see two games within two weeks of our team not taking it seriously, not the fans. The fans took it seriously. Both right. Games. They did. And I know that they traveled up there, too. And, and we showed up at, at Dixie Health, and we were there, and we knew what that game meant. And they went out there, and they played like, like it was Colorado and nothing mattered. You know, for Zlatan, uh, for all the talk, and, and, and yes, he backed it up in this game this week, but for all the talk he talks, he had zero shots the entire San Jose game on two weeks ago on Friday. I mean, that's just, it's unacceptable. You want to call yourself bigger than MLS, but you can't even beat a, a team like San Jose, who, yes, is good this year, 
but they're still San Jose and they yeah. need to know where they belong. So uh-huh. may I offer just a quick kind of discussion question here yeah, comparing it to two weeks. Sure. I'm queuing up the game to watch it while, while we talk. I think, <laughs> nice. do we, do, do we think Shiloto had two very different weeks in terms of looking at the games and tactically what to do? Because I thought Shiloto in this game was absolutely brilliant in terms of his decision-making playing Araujo instead of at right back up at right winger to provide a little bit more defensive cover mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I, maybe, I don't know if necessarily, I mean, obviously there is the question of heart against that San Jose game, and, and, and it was definitely noticeable. But also I think tactically, Shiloto didn't really know how to match up against what Almeida and San Jose were doing. He knew how to match up against what Michael Bradley, or I'm sorry, Bob Bradley and LAFC are doing in a very impressive way. So are, I, I, I just kind of, is it, I mean, was it just heart or was, was the tactical thing kind of a deep part I of that as well? I honestly think the heart is a bigger part because, you know, you played the team two weeks ago. Their tactics weren't going to change drastically in two weeks. They knew exactly what we were. They knew exactly that we play one way, and that is lots on ball. And that's what they came to play against, and they defended it well. They held us. They embarrassed us. I mean, I know injuries have part of it. Yes, we got some guys back for this game. We were able to mix things up. Um, even looking at the lineup going into Friday night, like I told you this weekend, Christian, when I saw Araujo playing that right wing, it was either going to be really, really good or really, really bad, but there was not going to be any middle ground for that kid. And it worked like a dream. Yeah. On Araujo. I mean, that was, uh, when you look at young players, I was kind of, when I watch young players, I always point to like, what is their I, to kind of, it's, it's not a clean quote, but it's like, what is their, you know, quote unquote, big boy game where all of a sudden you realize this kid is actually the real deal. And I think on Friday night, we really learned that Julian Araujo is the real deal and we should really enjoy it for the two seasons that he's going to be in LA. Cause he's going to be starting in Europe in three, four years and he's going to be tearing up a European league in that time. Yeah. He's only yeah. 17. So I don't think those Manchester United rumors are such a BS anymore. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I, Manchester United needs whatever they can get at this point. So, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> you, you and I watched the same team last year. <laughs> also true, but I know. Um, kind of to go to a question, I think Daisy asked us on on. Uh, oh yeah, Twitter. on Twitter, if if that would be his new position, I would say yes, but no. I think that, you know, one game can't really say it all. I would like to see him tested more in that position because honestly, if Felcher's healthy, I think, you know, while we're still paying him, it, it, it bodes well to have him on the, on the pitch. And if you can have Araujo at 17 years old, controlling that right side and telling like Joe Corona, Hey, get out of my way. Telling Felcher, don't come too high. Why not? If it's I, working, it's working. And if I, we don't have Pavone, then let it work. Well, I also think Julian Araujo at that position does cover for the fact that Felcher gets a little aggressive moving forward. And I don't think his tracking back is as good as it needs to be um, in, in the Shiloto system. So I think Araujo kind of almost mitigates that by allowing Felcher to stay a little bit deeper. He doesn't have to attack as hard as he usually does. And it takes off the offensive load, to, which allows Felcher to focus on the, def- the defensive load of, of, of his position. Which worked brilliantly. I thought Felcher was actually very good on Friday. Yeah, I did too. He was pushing the ball forward and and maintaining possession and and crossing it right. (laughs) 
Well, I think I, I think we buried Felcher a little too early, personally, and and I and I understand why. I mean, and he's he's incredibly injury prone, but if you look at the injuries he's gotten, I mean, they're kind of unlucky. Like he came back from a hamstring injury and then like broke his collarbone on like an innocuous challenge, you know. Yeah. And, he flexed too hard and he tore his pectoral muscle. Yeah. That, that is fair. That's true. So I mean. I think we buried Felcher a little too early. And I mean, I think the Araujo Felcher pairing is, I think a, re- a rebuttal of, Oh, we desperately need Pavone. It's like he, this, this can work this way. And you're going to lose a little bit of attacking intent on that right side because Araujo is going to sit a little bit deeper. He's not going to, you know, he doesn't want to be, you know, boots on the top or, you know, boots on the end line every single time on the right side. But I think we almost need that cover and, on the right side, because that's where we've kind of been killed every single game this season. And I, well, I, I, and I appreciate Araujo for, for that. I think, I think look, tactical flexibility is good. It's, it's never not going to be a good thing. And Araujo just adds that text, tactical flexibility. That's such a critical part of the game today. And that's, uh, I think what we saw on Friday night is a really exciting sign moving forward. I definitely. Oh no, go for it, Jamie. Oh, no, 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 you, Michelle, you, Michelle. Sorry. Well, no, because I, because I was, I mean, I think I, I didn't, if you were piggybacking off what he was going to say, but I was just going to say, like, I'm not 100% sure, because somebody commented on, on Twitter's uh, Fight Everyone said, was this the real Fabio we saw on Friday? Um, you know, that there was great ball movement and chemistry, and and he almost had that goal, like you said. But, you know, like I said, like, looking looking against San Jose and, and, and still the inconsistency of knowing who's going to step onto the pitch, I wonder... Like not not just who like in terms of our lineup, but we can talk about subs in a second. <laughs> but um, and like who we didn't see um, with Efrain. But I was just thinking like I, I'm still not even after this match like confident of which Galaxy team I'm going to see on the pitch and to know like yeah Araujo in that position. I think that yeah I want to see him challenged. I want to see them tested. I, I feel like I mean it's already more than halfway um, into the season of the season and I'm just like I'm still not feeling comfortable and I feel like it's late to kind of know and then when Pavone comes in I hope uh, we'll find out this week um, then definitely yeah I can feel a bit more confident in in what they're doing and I, I can't help but feel like we're still looking down the, down the line down the stretch post Laton versus where we're at right now so I, I, I had that in my notes about Fabio and, and you know I was thinking about it and I how many games has he played now? I, I forgot to write that down. Yeah, but I forgot to write it. It's in, the, it's in the six, seven area. I think it's yeah, either okay. five or seven. I, I saw it. It's, that's not a lot. It's not a huge sample size. Right. I feel like he's finally settling into MLS, which is a big change. Yes. I feel like, and, and, and not even just MLS, but settling into America. Like, you know, he literally left home exactly. to and play. And, and I feel like he's, he's finding his stride and he's settling. I mean, if we were able to give Diego Polenta six, seven, eight games of forgiveness. Like why just because it's mid season when Fabio comes in, why can't we give him the same forgiveness? I agree hundred and ten percent. Because it, it's it's you it's a total culture shock for for these guys when they're coming to the United States. And especially like a place like LA, which is which is so large and so intense and overwhelming. Like, I mean I I I I don't blame I I tend to give foreign players, especially if they come in mid season, a very longer leeway than necessarily preseason signings. And I think I think Fabio Alvarez is going to turn into a very good player. He's just the the minor flashes of just instinct and ability and the way he picks up his head can find a pass, I think is going to be a huge asset moving forward. And uh, I'm excited to have him on the team for another year or two. I think he's going oh, to be definitely. Really good. 
Oh, definitely. I, that is, that's exactly like what I was getting at, even with all my criticism. It's like, I see the potential. I see where this team can go. I do feel race to say, um, uh, next, next season for sure. I'm really not that confident in, in this season, but you know, nobody's ruled out yet. I do feel it like Portland's really making a run for that cup again, but, uh, <laughs> but still, I, you know, even we're, we're in second place. Still. Yeah. Say again. <laughs> Portland's still not in a playoff spot, so chill. No, they're not. They're not. Half, thankfully, that's so, exactly what I was gonna say. We're in second place. Woo-woo. They play literally every home game for the second half of the season. They're going to be in a playoff spot by the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jamie, you mentioned Polenta, and that was about when I came in uh, thinking about tonight, or in terms of recording for tonight. The one that was one of the players I really did want to highlight. I mean, first off, his ball uh, to Ibrahimovic on the second goal was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But Polenta has really shown what I think we've been missing in defense for a very long time, which is just a a guy that just will literally rip out his heart for the team. And that, I think, is an underrated skill. And I know we're we're talking a lot of intangibles today, but when you talk about that, that's kind of what you have to focus on in a rivalry game. And Polenta definitely showed that. I'm very interested to see if he continues at left back because there were certain moments in that game where I think he was stuck between two brains where he either he wasn't sure if he needed to get forward or if he needed to stay back. Mm-hmm. And there was that fantastic kind of wraparound back heel pass that he hit that led to the Fabio Alvarez header that uh, was saved by Tyler Miller. Yeah. You watch that back. That's a really cool bit of skill. If that goes wrong, it is horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see if he stays in that position or if he uh, either sits for someone else or if they switch to a five in the back or something like that. I don't think he's quick enough to stay at that left-back position. Me too. I, I, I think he fits well in the center. Um, I think that's a huge, huge hole in our team is left-back. I just don't think he's quick enough. And I know, I mean, you saw him get exposed against Vela. And yes, he had a lot of great tackles and, and whatnot. But I mean, his card was well-deserved. And we got lucky he didn't get a second card on a couple. Yeah. Of yeah. And, and he did his job. It's not that he wasn't playing well. He's just not quick enough, especially for somebody against like uh, uh, Carlos Vela or or Diego Rossi, they're going to just expose his lack of speed every single time. That is true. Yeah. Well, what do you do? I mean, Sarah's is still playing lights out and you have Giancarlo. (laughs) Yeah. So at this point, I think almost the plan is to not have, especially if we're going to move Araujo into right wing for the rest of the season. I don't think that's a permanent move. I think he's, I think he's always going to be seen as a right back, but that's a, a longer meta conversation. I think they're going to, I mean, the other option Shkelvik, um, which, which is what I expected to see, to be honest, like in the lineup at some yeah, point, yeah, even as a I, sub. I was surprised to that Shkelvik, because it, Shaloto has faith in Shkelvik, which I, well, we did too. I, I, I can't. Somebody said that Shelvick was a guy that you could depend on in games like LAFC. Well, because he's been he's been in the big games in Europe, and and I think that kind of by transitive property, he's got to be up for this one, right? Okay, yeah. I've never said uh-huh. that. I would like to have whatever drugs they are on because nothing <laughs> in the last season and a half, and you he's past the point of of transitioning into MLS. Nothing in a season and a half has proved to me that he is worth any of the money we are spending on him. Okay. Who literally worked his way from a tryout to the first team at some point has shown me more that at left back. Romney has shown me more at left back. 
uh, yeah. has shown me more at left back. Has Giancarlo played left back or only right back for us? Either way, he's shown me more in a outside back position. Shelvick has shown me in a year and a half. I have no respect for it. I don't need it on my team. I can't wait till it's off the books. Let him play against Tijuana tonight because nobody cares about that game. By the way, in the uh, the starting eleven just came out, and you got your wish. Shelvick is starting tonight against Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to turn that game on in twenty or thirty minutes when it starts. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we we all are. <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. I'm going to go get dinner. Um, oh, you are? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, this this game doesn't matter. Um, um, no, no, it doesn't. We talked like, about that. We talked about it being But, but with it being a, a mostly two-team, I'd like to see the kids play. Yeah, and the kids are getting a lot of time. Um, back to Friday night, I think, especially as we talk about the outside backs, I think that is the big question going into the offseason because we do have – we have an outside we – have we have a pair of outside backs that I think – are clearly overpaid, but I think if you can recontract Felcher on something a little bit more advantageous, I don't see any reason to get rid of him. I think he's a useful asset. Jorgen Shelvick has to go. Shelvick gone Felcher. If it's an appropriate amount of money, I would agree. Um, I just, it breaks and, my and pray, and pray that Araujo doesn't get a, a European deal. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think we keep him for another two to three years. He's 17 years old. I think we keep him until he's about 20 and they sell him high. Um, and, and, and he will go for high. Converter Bremen. I'm kidding. Now, probably not. <laughs> LA galaxy too. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it breaks my heart that Romney, honestly, one of the best defenders we had all year last year, can't find his footing underneath the GDS. And it's nothing against him. I mean, it just doesn't fit what GBS wants. And we brought in Giancarlo and we brought in Polenta and that kind of broke down that center back pairing of Steris and Romney. And it's like, what do you do? You know, you, you can't really do anything about it. He's done everything he can. And and I think, I think he tried to get, I think Shaloto tried to get either Romney or Steris into that pairing between, with Polenta and Giancarlo. Cause there was a few games we experimented playing five in the back. And I think, Shaloto saw a lot of things in that that he, he obviously didn't like tactically, and I I agree with him. I think I think four in the back is probably the best for the way that Shaloto is going to play. And just at that point, there's going to be guys that are on the outside looking in, and unfortunately, Romney's you know the the out, the guy on the outside looking in. And again, Steras has been so good this year. You can't justify That's exactly everything. what I was thinking. Like if you bench him for one game for no reason, that can mess with the kid's confidence so bad. Like you got as long as he's the way he is, keep playing, keep yeah, going. Stairs is like Stairs isn't a kid anymore. I mean, he's you know twenty five, twenty six. Okay, well, to me, he's a kid. So <laughs> sorry, correction. He's twenty eight. He's twenty eight. Apologies. Yep. Twenty eight. Did Wikipedia just update? I'm kidding. <laughs> like Boateng's height. No. Oh God. Uh, no. I mean, no, but in all seriousness, like, <laughs> like in all seriousness, yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Stairs has been, if anything, like the most solid in the back line that we have. And again, like you said, every, everybody else like Gonzalez um, and then, you know, Alvarez plays up, but, but everybody's still finding their footing and, and GBS as well. I feel like, yeah, he's definitely, you know, he, he, he said that he likes the offensive uh, attack. And so that's why you're you, like the five in the background really going to work. Um, 
his subbing though this game okay it wasn't like the timing was fine but it was who he subbed in that that bothered me um okay oh you mean because Boateng played well no I mean look we're we always yeah, gonna see Boateng exactly in a know? game like that where the Galaxy are, are playing defensive defensively Boateng is the exact answer because he's a release valve yeah, he always is. He, he doesn't he, have to score. He he's, the, gotta, he's gotta run. <laughs> yeah, he always comes off the bench with a spark. Um, you know, it's, it's his it's his finishing. So at that point, you know, when you have his left on hat trick, I mean, we were just holding down the fort by 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 then. Yeah. Which is why that dare I call it a consolation goal? No, this isn't explicit. It was bullshit, Vela. But you know what? I have predicted that that there was going to be a, a single goal differential with wh- however we were, the game was going to go. And I knew that we would win by one. I was, surprised, I, I was surprised that didn't go to VAR personally. It should have. I, thought, I, was I thought it should have gotten at least a look. Yeah, I know. I got at least in the corner of the right squad who got us chanting VAR. Well, I, the I PK have, was a PK though, as, as far as I was concerned in terms of refereeing decisions. Okay. It was. So I, I rewatched it last night and Bingham made a dumb decision. Incredibly stupid. Came off his line. Yeah. This is defense, and he, Bella had a bad touch, and Bingham came out and just went right into him. And I agree. It, it, it was a little bit soft, but it, by letter of the law, it was a foul, and it was in the box. But right. honestly, um, I, I had a friend ask me today who would watch the game, and he, he doesn't watch a ton of MLS, but obviously this game was like one for the books. And it got everybody watching. Yeah. <laughs> is there VAR in MLS? And I was like, yes, because it <laughs> normally fucks over a galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently in this game, they didn't believe in VAR. And there were several things that could have gone against us and several things that could have gone for us. But VAR was just invisible. There's nothing. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. There is something to be said in, uh, for VAR in these kind of high-intensity games not to be used. Just because at that point, it's even going to, I almost feel like referees are going to obsess over every single bit of that call to the point where it's going to slow everything down. Um, but I, I, on the available, I mean, that's that you at least have to take a look at that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Um, we all, we all know how I feel about VAR. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, but even, even, I mean, you think back, they could have used it against, um, El, El Mor- what's the name? The- El Manier. Yeah. They could have used it against him on Corona. They could have used it against Lawton against him. Like, Yeah, they could have. I, I just, don't know. I don't know. It's inconsistent. I mean, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem with the ref calls. That's the problem with a lot of these things. It's really weird for me to be like, we should have used VAR because I <laughs> Right, but that, but that last goal, I mean, that was, that was... A cheap shot. I mean, the, you know, the Galaxy shouldn't even let it get to that point that late in the game, um, which is also, like, why it calls for concern for me uh, and why I'm saying, like, guys, tighten up, like, do better. And Carrasco is being subbed in. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I understand that you're comfortable with your three Zlatan hat trick, but, like, come on. Like, there's still time in the game. Like, no park the bus now. Um... Carrasco was kind of the right sub in that situation. I'm going to so? be honest. Okay. Well, you pull Alvarez and you bring on a defensive midfielder, you just gum up the center of midfield and, and make it hard for them to get through you. Yeah, with Perry Kitchen not being available, uh, yeah. I was definitely okay with the Carrasco sub. Yeah, because okay. had Perry Kitchen been healthy, that would have been Perry Kitchen instead of Carrasco, and it would have been the, it would have been the exact same idea. Yeah. So that, that said, do you think we were missing uh, Pontius and Legit? No. 
No. No, I don't think so. Sure. I, I mean, no. sure, sure. I could see Pontius as, as the late sub instead of Boateng, but like other than that, no. Mm. And Legette's one of those luxury players that, you know, he's attackingly so incredibly, you know, gifted and he's smart and he knows what he's doing. But he's a luxury player in the sense that defensively he doesn't offer you a ton. And I think in Shaloto's system, if you're going to even if you're going to be a creative kind of, you know, attacking midfielder, you have to offer something defensively. I just don't think Legette offers that comparative to Fabio Alvarez. So I think obviously the Fabio Alvarez signing was to replace Legette. I think one thing that actually bothered me, though, was the fact that um, Polenta stayed on for so long, especially playing on that card and and seeing how dangerously close he was to a second card multiple times. That was when, and I saw Romney warming up like early. Yeah. That's when you need to get Romney in there and don't take that. You you don't need that playing a man down against this team. And you also don't need that suspension for the next game. Well, and that's what Escalado keeps doing. Like that's that was my biggest issue was the late subbing, um, in, in in previous games as well. Um, I I don't know what kind of strategy that is or, yeah, you know. that was really the only thing that bothered me uh, uh, as far as the subs. Carrasco, I didn't mind, and I thought he came in and he did fine. You know, he and did. I didn't notice him too much, which means he was doing his job. <laughs> And we did say that. <laughs> so looking ahead to Portland, we're playing away over there. Um, Real quick. Yeah. Not Before we look ahead to Portland, we okay. haven't actually talked about how absolutely mental this Ibrahimovic hat trick was. I mean, oh, incredible goal. The first goal. Colossos. <laughs> the first goal to pull off that skill at 37 years old is mind bending. I'm. Yeah, so glad that I was there in person to see it. (laughs) I mean, just the the sheer thought that you can beat the goalkeeper with a worm burner from thirty yards out, it in you know the it in like the sixty seventh minute. I mean, it's it it boggles the mind, and I understand that there is a lot of controversy in the fan base about what does Ibrahimovic offer outside of the occasional outside of these occasional moments. And I get that, I understand that conversation, but. This game is why Ibrahimovic matters to this team, why Ibrahimovic is unreal and one of the greatest players we will ever see, easily tied in the top five conversation. I mean, just the, the, the sheer thought on that first goal, just to, to trap. Go, trap and then just... And to bring, put it in. Basically toe poke it in. I mean, it's, it's unreal to me. And then I, I, re-watching it again today, I, I, I still cannot get over the way this man truly believes in himself and then backs it up. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I hate him. He's the only one scoring goals on our team. He is. He and, is. And well, I've, uh-huh. and I've heard an argument from LAFC fans like, oh, well, you'd be nothing without Zlatan. You wouldn't have any games won, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, they were trying to get, make sure that he was going to be suspended. He's um, a yellow card accumulations there. He can easily not easily replace a player at that level, but we can replace Zlatan with someone that fits the system to change, you know, play real football and not just, or soccer and not just Zlatan ball. But you look at their team and without Carlos Vela, what are they? Yeah. They're 21 goals short. That's what they yeah, are. Exactly. They're not. Well, and, but then that's why I gave credit to the galaxy because Zlatan did his thing because of the service that he was getting. Araujo, Polenta, Alvarez. I mean, those were. I mean, just the the, the touches on on uh, you know from them to make to make it happen to feed it to him. I mean, 
yeah, at first I was frustrated. I was like, you can't rely on Zlatan the whole time, you know, but, but this is how it works. This the is why we brought him on, like you said. The movement to set up the third goal was some of the best passing I've seen from the Galaxy this season. And it exactly. was, it wasn't, we, we were talking earlier in the season about, oh, like, especially against Minnesota, where it's like there was that 25 pass sequence to get a goal. This is what I think the Galaxy are more like. It's quick interchange passing, four passes, and someone's in ready to finish. And that's exactly what, that's, I mean, that's how you beat LAFC, is you kind of take what LAFC does very well, which is destroy you in transition, and they used it against them. And every single time, the Galaxy were in transition. They were immediately looking for Zlatan, and Zlatan was ready for it every single time. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the, at the three goals, the first goal, you know, he doesn't really get uh, the ball. You know, he's challenging for the, the header at, at the number nine position. The ball falls to Fabio Alvarez, and Alvarez, or uh, not Alvarez, it was Corona. And Corona plays a brilliant ball to get him over. The second goal, Polenta picks up uh, a loose pass out of the defense and immediately crosses in to Zlatan, who's, you know, going to do Zlatan things and win that header. Mm-hmm. And on the third goal, I mean, Fabio Alvarez just plays one of the most insane back passes or like back heels I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's in. It's like, that's, I think, what, what we're going to see more from the Galaxy this year is not these like long passing sequences, but instead what the Galaxy are going to do is they're going to play in a defensive shape and they're going to use Fabio Alvarez's speed, Corona's stability, and Jonathan Dos Santos's ability to quickly turn defense into attack. And they're going to a pass to Antuna and Ibrahimovic, and that's going to be the way they're going to go for the rest of the season. And I really think that's a really good strategy with the players that they've got. I think comparing it to Minnesota is a hard comparison, though, because that game was played without Zlatan, and they had to make the adjustment and play a different kind of game. Because you had Antuna slide up into that nine, or like a false nine, and uh, I think Boateng and uh, Pontius out on a wing. I forget at mm-hmm. this point, but you know it's a completely different game when you don't have Zlatan in there. Like That's true. it's hard to compare. And I think going back to that Minnesota game, I think that was the best midfield game we've had in years. In that pairing of of uh, Corona, Legit, and Jonathan, I was about to think that that was about be the best thing we've ever seen and we'll never get better than that but then they fell off as a triple team and i didn't love them anymore (laughs) well i mean i also think you know what's something to be said about the galaxy schedule which is why we're glad you know that zlatan and jonathan are not in the starting line for this superliga thing but um definitely having antuna and dos santos back and rested um, and the week between San Jose to LAFC really did do make all the difference for us. Yeah, I agree, one hundred ten percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were gonna. We, no, we, no, great. No, thank you. I, I had to, I had to have my 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 moment of praising just one of uh, one of the greatest players of all time, and the fact that we get to watch him play for us every every week, whatever he's yes. either not suspended or whatever is just. I mean, it it blows my mind still. I know. And, you know, honestly, like I said, I've had my fair share of criticizing Zlatan. Um, just, you know, look, people after, you know, were tweeting specifically my MLS female counterparts and they were like, oh, you know, I'm the only one who just doesn't like, care for Zlatan. And I was like, oh, still on my high of the win and still like, look, uh, that's why my, my response was, have you met Zlatan? Like, I was never in complaint about his ego or his personality or, like, that's who he is. He's a showman. He's a one-man show. We knew this going in. We knew this when he was coming, which is why at first I was like, oh, no, I don't know about this. Like, you know, because because of who he is and how he is and, and his level of play and how, yeah, the Euro snobs were going to put down MLS even more, right? And I was just like, okay, 
But exactly. Games like Friday night made me proud. You know, we were able to bear witness to, yeah, one of the greatest soccer living, living soccer players. Um, he bets on himself every single yes. game and he's usually, he usually wins every single time he bets Absolutely. on himself. And that's just, Absolutely. I mean, that's just incredible from a human perspective, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, it's all a persona. It's all a character. Like, that's not who the real man is, you know? That's like, what I was going to say, because when I saw him at his press conference, I, I mean, he was really down to earth and making jokes. Like, he was really cool. I've been watching him long before he came to MLS, and I'll be following whatever antics he keeps on <laughs> after he retires. Like, I've always loved Zlatan. Yes, to, does it wear on me as a Galaxy fan? Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, what honestly, and definitely when his toxic, toxicity is, like, permeating the team. Yeah, sure, you know. Good enough team. Like, yeah. facts are facts. As much as I love my team, we don't have a good enough team. Agreed. How dare you bury Ethan Zubak like that? <laughs> <laughs> and Quayle, who, by the way, rightfully not in the, in the A-team um, after that last crap against San Jose. Zubak hat trick tonight. Quayle with two assists. Giancarlo with the, the third <laughs> Um, We were going to title this episode, Somebody Please Think of the Children, where we... Uh... <laughs> oh my God, Latif Blessing. Hashtag Latif Blessing up. <laughs> Are we looking forward to Portland now? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think so. It, it's it's going to be two counterattacking teams that are going to be playing against each other. And those always turn out to be very interesting games. I mean, we are looking at Portland run rounding into the form that got them to MLS cup last year, which is they're They will try to possess. And if they can't out possess you, then they will counterattack you to death. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a test for the defense. I think that's going to be very clear. It's going to be a, a, a test for whoever ends up on the lottery, on the lottery reel, uh, starting against, against them. But I, I mean, these are games where you have to go out and you have to go and get a point or get three points because, you know, if you want to prove that you are the second or third best team in the conference, this is a game where you have to go out and play MLS Cup finalists and you have to go out and get a, get a result. So I, I'm interested. I think it's going to be tactically, it's going to be a very interesting game. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very, uh, I think it's going to be very feisty, I think. Well, I'm curious, I'm curious how we um, set up our lineup again. I know Araujo is playing tonight, but the kid's young and he's got like, legs for days i'd like to see him start at that right wing position again um you're looking yeah, i think that'll be a good challenge you're looking at a team right now who has a really hot foot in brian fernandez mm-hmm. he has eight goals in his last nine games um but you're also looking at a team who has diego chara on card suspension so that's your leading tackler in the midfield granted you're leading diver and leading card carrier but <laughs> That, that 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 honestly, I mean, yes, they have Blanco and every you know the rest of their midfield, but that takes away a lot from them. And I think I read somewhere that they haven't won a game in which Diego Chara did not play. Oh, really? And I could be wrong, and I could have just been reading some crap on Twitter because. That's- <laughs> but it honestly wouldn't surprise me. He's he's kind of the like heart and soul of that midfield. I mean, I'd love for us to win on the road. We've got a pretty good record so far. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I think Chara being out 
especially against a Galaxy midfield that's really gaining in confidence is is going to be a big loss for Portland. I don't know if it's as severe of a loss as it used to be, considering that they've known his age and there's been a a quiet concerted effort to kind of figure out who's going to who's going to take Chara's mantle when he does actually you know finally retire. Um, so it's not it, it I, I'd say you know I'm not disagreeing. It's going to be a heavy loss, but I don't know if it's necessarily as doom and gloom for the Timbers as it used to be. He's 33. That's not ancient in MLS. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about the mileage he puts in every game, it's he's 33, but probably running on legs that are like 36. You know, like a concern for me would be her. Yeah. Um, you know, especially for our injury-ridden team, and and you you could possibly have Sebastian back. You could possibly have Kitchen back, but do you start them? Do you play them on the turf? Or do you start what we started last week and hope that they can get you enough miles before you have to bring on these guys coming off injury? I, I don't start I don't start legit. I just think Not at all. Considering, Not con- considering his injury history this year and just the fact that every single time he's come back, he's come back too quickly. I think it wouldn't surprise me if if, if the the talk out of campus, well legit could go today, but we have to be smart about managing him. Yeah, again, I mean, they, he, he might not even be healthy by then. It was just, I remember last week, GBS saying, we hope to have them by Portland. Mm-hmm. So, And I haven't heard any reports because yeah. um, everyone's been focused on this money grab of a BS. Well, so. I've been looking for reports. Trust me. I mean, I'm on the Galaxy Press list. You know, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> uh-huh. I've been working. I just haven't seen anything because yeah. it hasn't been regular training. It's been prepping for this... Uh, what is it called? Leagues Cup or whatever? Well, I, I call it Super League. I don't know. <laughs> it's based on some hashtag or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, Chris is will only beat Chicago by two goals. That's really impressive for Chicago. Yeah, they were impressive. Uh, what was it? The, that game that they won, it was like five. Was it against Atlanta? <laughs> that was a weird game. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah, well, that's MLS. Because that, that's the thing. So, like, this Portland Galaxy game, I feel like my gut is saying draw, which means the Galaxy will win. Um, because <laughs> that's I, apparently what my gut works. I think, I think draw is a, a, a fair, you know, I don't, prediction. I don't, it's a mm-hmm. one one, and I think Fernandez uh, nets another, and you probably see Zlatan do some crazy-ass Zlatan thing, and that's your draw right there. 1-1, one, one, Fernandez, and Tuna. I like it. I like it. Love the big tuna. Again, I do uh, love me yeah. some tuna. <laughs> I'm a I yeah, am the podcast official tuna fanboy. Oh well, there you go. You <laughs> know what? I take it back. I take it back. It's one one. Fernandez, set piece. Daniel Serres. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, he was going for it. I mean, he is our second leading scorer. I was just about to say. <laughs> He's done it. That's embarrassing. Not that it's bad. It's just embarrassing that we don't have anyone that has more goals than our center back. Hey, hey, yeah. no, let's, let's, okay, let's go positive here, actually. If our Ian has a good chance of getting there. We've been, we've been getting a ton of set pieces, and you want your center backs to be effective on set pieces. There we go. Mm. He only has three, and they were all in the beginning of the season. Try to be positive. It's embarrassing. That's what I try to do. Just bring the hope and keep the faith for everybody. 
I got nothing. <laughs> I was gonna say silence for, silence for Jamie, which is exactly what I expected for that. And <laughs> that's okay. But that's why I have you guys on. I mean, like, I love your perspectives and that you, you know, we each bring something different, uh, different to say. But we're looking at the same team, and we're, you know, our hearts in the in the right place when we're criticizing them. That is true. You guys, I have this game on right now. I know we're past Friday, but Joe Caruso <laughs> took a beating. He did. He takes he a beating really every game. Did. We don't really talk about he it. Walking that dude was getting attacked. Yeah. I was on the ground more than Latif Blessing, and that's saying a lot. Right? That dude looked like a rag doll. <laughs> Shooting star, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I started singing the music, too. <laughs> 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 the ending for that video was God, I love our social media team right now so yeah. much. Can we can we talk about in that meme video that Diego Chara from the previous one that they did just popping into it? That's my favorite part about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you like got that card from not even touching him. Oh God, that was a farce. Uh, yeah. God, I love that video. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine how physical this game is going to be. In, I think uh, it, it'll be a grind. It'll, it'll definitely be a grind. Anyway, uh, I need to double check about those card accumulations there. All right, Will. Um, any other last thoughts before we sign off for this episode? No, but it's always a pleasure to share a few minutes talking about our favorite team with, with both of you. Yeah, same. I was so excited and so happy when the Galaxy were winning and playing well. And, you know, like I said, just hearing everybody in Nishin, you can't beat us. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, it was, it was elating. <laughs> I even tweeted it out last night, like rewatching that game. It cracked me up when they would show the 3252 supporters, whatever you want to call them singing <laughs> but all you could hear was acb yeah and i'm like cool show them but everything that is the sound right now is galaxy yeah also, you can't see them anyway they're all camouflaged yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also real quick before we sign off shout out oh, to yeah, yeah. 350 or more that are heading up uh this weekend for portland uh it's it makes me proud to hear that we were traveling away so well this year as well. That is super important. That is super key. Uh, we got to, like I said, we got to keep that support rolling. Um, there were parts of the diggity that were blacked out with LAFC fans. So galaxy people go to games and, and keep supporting, keep cheering. You know, we want to hear you guys. I mean, I think that made a, a, a big difference too uh, for the, for the team. Yeah, definitely for certain. I definitely felt like I didn't, you know, I've already got obviously a eternal flame for the galaxy, but it really burned bright that game in it. And it just made me really realize like, you know what? Cause I, I also interviewed people. Oh, so for those people listening, Hey, thanks for uh, following me uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but simply soccer now has a YouTube channel and I was able to launch that and just, you know, El Trafico was a big motivation for that. Um, because I knew that Galaxy fans were really, really passionate. And I just wanted to, you know, thank everybody for their support. And, like, on that day, it really made me realize this is why I got to keep doing what I'm doing, um, you know, technical difficulties or otherwise. So I really appreciate you guys. 
Also, I apologize because I made a promise that I would be on for you and I would be on for the first of five boys. And oh, no worries. I don't know what happened, but it didn't happen. <laughs> well, no, no worries. Our galaxy universe um, is small, <laughs> so we'll definitely get at each other. I will find you. <laughs> not even. It, you know what I, what I love about our, our galaxy verse for real, though, is that uh, we're all supportive of each other and we can all be part of, you know, you're part of like riot squad cast and, um, first to five and nag news is helping me out. And so it's really, really awesome to have, uh, so many of us, instead of being competitors, like be supporters. And it, it, it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. And I think that, you know, that goes with even just the, not just the podcast, but the supporters groups. I mean, you look at how like there's no beef and maybe there was in the past, but like, Lars and ACD and Galaxians and even all the new ones coming up like at the end of the day we're all there for one reason and it's that crest on, on our heart and mm-hmm. you know we may run things differently from our sides but we're all cheering for the same thing exactly the, you know, the, like, yeah no the, the stadium felt like one big supporters group of us uh, on Friday um I mean, the noise level, like I said, nothing beats that first uh, March 31st game, but this came pretty close, and it was pretty awesome to be able to turn around and have so many um, new and returning Galaxy friends to cheer and hug with. So it was really awesome to be able to join you guys in Lars that second half. What the heck are we playing right now? (laughs) Why, what's going on? Oh, well, they're just posting the lineup, and I can't exactly figure out what our uh, formation is. <laughs> no, they I, didn't even have one. They just had a list of names. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> called, it's called. we need to give these guys 90 minutes to run around and stay fit, so. 4-3-3 <laughs> or a 4-5, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? It is against uh, their first team, so because they were forced to. <laughs> very high up there that's all i know yeah going for that zubak hattie <laughs> let's do it <laughs> all right well like i said you know we just want to lose this game so we can get our guys back and rested and focus on on regular season games amen all righty well thank you guys again for listening and um you can find jamie bacon uh chris conway and simply soccer on twitter so thank you guys um till next time mm-hmm.